0: have fun hello I'm Rich Terring. you're about to watch or listen to Rich Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with my guest Steve Coogan how cool is that this week's show is sponsored by Go Faster Stripe who also make this podcast how did they get to sponsor it as well they must have paid millions they did uh, It's uh, if you go to gofasterstripe.com you can buy fantastic DVDs from loads of artists uh, like the actor Kevin Eldon brilliant people Tony Law uh, Fist of Fun Liam Herring's Fist of Fun you can, get, uh, you can get all sorts of fantastic people my DVDs you can get uh, or and this at the moment they're having this fantastic sale uh, if you go to gofasterstripe.com slash sale you can get lots of DVDs uh, from like Andrew Collins his audiobook has been slashed the price of that has been slashed it's unbelievable people have, been, have fallen over themselves <clears throat> to buy it sold like about 400,000 more copies than it had before uh, anyway you can get like, for example, my book Talking Cock is in the sale that's £12 normally and Chris Evans I said oh well maybe put it on for £11.50 Chris. Chris Evans Chris Evans said no I've gone insane. I'm going to put it on for less than that. I said, well, what, £4? He said, no, I'm so insane, I'm putting it on for £3. Pounds. That, is, that is genuinely, I mean, I'm worried He should be committed. Um, seriously, this isn't an advert for the our pro, pro, uh, produce. This is me worried for the sanity of a man who, you know, I'd almost call my friend. Uh, so go to sale to buy some sale items or a badge. You can buy a badge to help fund this stuff. Or go to gofasterstrike.com and buy something at full price, which will be much better for us. To be honest. Anyway, here now is the Steve Coogan and me talking about some shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who yesterday ran thirteen point one miles and is slightly stiff. Please welcome, <laughs> nothing to do with the running. Please welcome Richard Herring. <laughs> Still got it. So, uh, thank you. Hello. Hello, lovely to see you all. Thank you for coming. Welcome to Richard Harris Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rahelastapur. Rahelastapur. Oh, lots of cool kids in today. I have yes, I've just I did the Royal Parks Half Marathon uh, yesterday, uh, which last year I did in two hours thirty-seven minutes and forty-one seconds. Uh, this year I did it in one hour forty-seven minutes and nine seconds, which was fifty minutes faster. So that's uh... <laughs> Look at me still. I'm really, I don't know why I'm doing that. It's just, uh, once I got off stage, I'm going to be very upset with myself for jumping around so much. That is, uh, to say, it's not really fair to say I did that because me too uh, did run the race. So that is, he did very well. It's eight minutes off. That's eight minutes off my personal best from ten and a half years ago. That is ridiculous. I'm, I'm a young man. I'm never going to die. That is definitely the case. He couldn't, this is our 50th uh, podcast that we've uh, done in this series. So we've got a very special guest to celebrate that it's not just a coincidence, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and I won't I won't mess around too much because I wanted to talk to him really. But last day, yesterday after after I run the half marathon, uh, I watched uh, the film which hadn't seen before, The Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know if anyone's seen the The Wolf of Wall Street. I it, tell you, it's one of the worst werewolf films I have ever seen. <laughs> You see, it has you in suspense you think, when's the werewolf going to turn up? This is... Because I tell you, it's full of absolute cunts. Every single person... It's, they've set it up brilliantly. You think, well, who's going to... I mean, I don't know which one I want to die first. I can't wait to see him have his throat ripped out. Maybe that little dwarf's going to turn into a werewolf. That would be apt. Or the woman who has her hair shaved off for 10,000. Uh, they're idiots, these stockbrokers. They don't know how to eat sherbet at all. You eat... You eat... You eat sherbet with your mouth through a licorice stick. May suck it out like that. You do not eat it with your mouth off of a lady's bottom. That is just weird. That is unhygienic (laughs) way to eat sherbet. So please, (laughs) please be careful with that. Good, that's my Wolf of Wall Street material. I feel there was something else, but fuck it. Uh, And here's, we're going to, our guest today is a man who makes the Wolf of Wall Street's lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Look, excessive. Uh, see, that's not, As all of our lives do. He is best known, of course, as Tommy uh, from The Indian in My Cupboard. Uh, quite a controversially racist... <laughs> ...show. Uh, and he was also, of course, you'll remember him from the funny impressions he did in the WH Smiths advert in about 1990. That is what I remember him from. Will you please welcome Steve Coogan, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. Well, sit down. Hello, sit down. How do you do? Come on in. Steve, it's Steve Coogan. Yeah, you're all very excited, but it started well with Stephen Merchant as well, didn't it? So just let's not get over the top. <laughs> so, uh... So, oh, uh, what well, about the Indian in my cupboard? Do you, what do you remember about playing Tommy in the Indian in my cupboard? And I who played, was the Indian uh, in the
1: cupboard? It was called the Indian in the cupboard. Okay, right. and, it, and it was actually a Native American. in a Oh, cub- okay, in that's a cupboard. much better than. It's a better title, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I played a toy soldier called Tommy Atkins. Do you? Yeah. And, quite, um,
0: you, you quite like that's the role you've uh, specialised in. I like in over I, I, your well, career. I played a
1: miniature person, yeah. and I decided after that I wanted to do more miniature people. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I decided, and I, in the uh, National Museum I also played a miniature yeah. soldier. So I've done the four miniature soldiers in films. <laughs>
0: Interesting. It's, it's good to know that if they have that role you can call on Steve Coogan and he knows Well,
1: because uh, Alan Partridge is successful but you can't take anything for granted so it's good to have something to fall back on.
0: Yeah. So small
1: soldiers. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: How did you it uh, was Octavius you played in Night in the Museum how do you prepare for a role like that of being a tiny Roman
1: Um, obviously soldier? I visited Rome Yeah uh, <laughs> Went to the Colosseum, yeah. bought some ice cream, closed my eyes and really imagined what it would be like to be a a Roman centurion. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so no, you just, that's, that's really is, uh, you really don't think when you play those. I mean, this doesn't make, it makes no sense at all. I have this English accent in it. I mean, really, I should be speaking in Latin, Yeah, My rights.
0: Although he isn't actually a Roman soldier, he's a representation of a Roman soldier, so he can, you can do it however you like. That
1: is true, actually. He's supposed yeah. to be a small, plastic Roman soldier that comes to I mean, once, once you've gone past that point of a toy soldier in a diorama that comes to life, yeah. I think... You can more or less do what you like. <laughs> and do you remember the the first thing I ever saw you in, and I
0: thought you were amazing in, was the W. H. Smith's adverts, is where the, your face, you, it was you coming
1: up, going, mm, uh, Betty, and all Well, the thing is, um, the thing is that because uh, of YouTube, these things yeah. are sort of people put them out. there. In fact, I, I, I sometimes go, I wonder if that's on you. Oh my God, someone's actually put that. <laughs> up. I did, I did this W. H. Smith ad, and it was. Uh, It was really, and I was very excited at the time because it was like, it was television. And it was me just doing uh, various impersonations. And it had lines like, uh, um, things like me doing Tommy Cooper saying, This is about what's for sale at (laughs) WC. Going, CDs, and those, things like that. Just really shit, really shit. Jokes like that, and then me as Paul Daniels going "Hello!" like I'm really small because he's <laughs> yeah. quite small. It's good. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah, it was it was you pretty groundbreaking just, stuff at the time. Stuck with that. That was the turning point for me.
0: <laughs> and then I met you in real life shortly after that, and I was I know. Uh, we, it was like the actual bloke from the W. H. Smith advert. Yeah, it was very exciting because we worked together on uh, on the hour.
1: We worked together on the hour. Yeah. And uh, we did the Dumb Show we in Edinburgh. We did the dumb Show. We did the like... show in Edinburgh in 1992. Yeah. You, me, Patrick Marber, Simon Munnery and uh, Stuart Lee. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I remember uh, Stuart Lee telling us off for messing about on the last night. <laughs> <Right. clears throat> Being get quite cross, actually. I don't remember Just that. take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you'd done that on the
0: first night, we'd, it would have been a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems a bit, bit late. It was kind of, it wasn't amazing, you know. As, looking back, it was, a, it was a. Well, I should, thought it was. What, I, I thought
1: it. I don't think it, it wasn't that the audience didn't find it funny. I just thought we were way ahead of them.
0: <laughs> we <were. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there was some funny stuff in there, but it was a, it was a clash of uh, personalities in some ways. Yeah. Let's say. Oh, but did I say I mean, Patrick Marwa? Did yeah, we mention Patrick? I had. I, I saw Patrick him, was in it. Yeah, Patrick. Saw, yeah. Yeah, but it was a clash between Patrick Marber and everyone else. Sort of. No, you were getting on with
1: Patrick. Well, I I, I knew knew which side my bread was buttered. I knew (laughs) knew he could write comedy, and I wanted to write for me, so I had to behave myself. He chose the the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. But on the, but also, and then on the hour, which sort of came out after that, because you won the Perrier Award that year with a different show, unbelievably.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, look, see, one well, thing is, I have my show I did with my northern friend, John Thompson, <laughs> yeah. and then my show I did with my Oxbridge friends, who'd <laughs> let me join their exclusive club um, <laughs> uh, with you and that, the, that lot. And... Um, uh, and uh, yeah, that's right. And then after that, after we did, but Patrick did direct my uh, Edinburgh show. Yeah, he said, "Give me a thousand pounds, I'll direct it. <laughs> it." was a lot of money in those days. It was. Um, and uh, and then we did on the hour with Armando. Yeah,
0: yeah. which again was another kind of thing. Uh, when it when at the time, I think we didn't quite realise it was, it was special at the time. But when you look back with Chris Morris and you Patrick Marber, <laughs> uh, Rebecca yeah. Francis. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- yeah. I think it,
1: no, I think, I remember at the time when they were doing those sketches and uh, coming, I remember coming in the first day and reading some of those sketches and they, I, I, before that I'd done sort of very, sort of, um, uh, what you call it? Uh, sort of comedy characters that were very, uh, how can I put this um, orthodox or sort of r- r- very old-fashioned in the comedy style? And when I met Armando and also you and Stuart, wrote these very surreal kind of sketches.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I remember thinking they were so funny and and really different and edgy. And I remember thinking this is like this is this is going to be big.
0: It w- and it did. It was quite. It was. Quite, and of course, at that time, uh, I created uh, the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: character of uh, of Alan Partridge around that. Yeah. Um, uh... So, uh, 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 um, I clear this up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Richard and Stuart wrote a sketch that said sports presen- report, sports yeah. presenter. Just said, I don't even said generic. Just said sports presenter. <laughs> and I said can you do a voice and I went um, and they all sound the same to me they all sound a bit like this and I did this kind of like voice like this a bit like John Watson but it was a bit like that sort of thing and, and uh, we did this sketch and then so so uh, so in some ways <laughs> you could say that the first yeah. material I did as Alan was material yeah. written by you but of course and
0: thus and therefore we followed us through to this logical uh, conclusion
1: uh, 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 and it was very, very surreal. But then after that, we thought, well, this is a good voice. Forget the material. <laughs> How can we develop it into something three-dimensional and alive? And, um, and that's when Alan started to yeah. be born. Yeah.
0: If, if you give me quarter of a million pounds right now, we'll call it even. <laughs> How about that? That's that's that we won't go through the course. I'm not charging you for tonight, so
1: that's that's, that's, that's what that is. LAUGHTER
0: <laughs> you are getting paid £250 tonight. <laughs> right. It's all going to
1: <laughs> a controversial political cause.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to ask you an emergency question just to get us out of the slight uh, tension that's been created <laughs> mainly by I me. I like the tension. It's
1: good. tension. It I like it when it's good. It's, it's exciting. It's not funny, but it's dramatic.
0: It is. <laughs> And that's what you're more into now. That's right, yeah, I'm very serious now. You are a very serious man. So
1: if, you, if you're not laughing, it's because yeah. I'm choosing to be serious. Okay.
0: <laughs> so let's... You can answer this question seriously. If you had to choose between having sex with a man who was a six-foot-tall penis with a face, mm. or having sex with a man who, instead of having a penis, in the place that he had a very tiny man... just Which of those two... You have to have sex with one of them. Which one would you have sex with? Well, I mean... So it's a, it's a six-foot-tall penis, but he's you know—he's wearing a false shoulder suit, so he looks like a man. Yeah, but the thing is... And uh, he's got it, a face here. Yeah, but he,
1: but he's an actual penis. He's a, a yeah, six-foot-tall well, penis. that means that he's not got any details. He's just a penis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was thinking about that Has the this. penis got a penis? Uh, no, uh, no. Uh, no. Uh, well, that, to me, that's just... I mean, you... what, all I could do is just rub him up and down. Isn't you it? could... <laughs> I mean, I, 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 no, I... I <laughs> You could um, insert your, your penis into his
0: blowhole, as I believe it's called.
1: Yeah, but that, it, it, it's too. No, I, I, I couldn't do that. The the other one um, is more interesting to me. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> what was he that He's got a penis. He's a but man, a but small, he's got. Uh, a, small small man? Man. <clears throat> a small man, effectively, can yeah. function as a penis.
0: He can do. I mean, it would be a cruel way to treat him. <laughs> I mean, in a way, he's like an Indian in the cupboard, this guy, isn't he?
1: When you say false yeah. yeah. sex, would I have to penetrate myself with the small man? <laughs> or could I just rub the man up and down?
0: <laughs> I mean, you can do anything. <laughs> I mean, with consent, you can do anything. You have, But you would have to get the consent of the man and the tiny man as well. They they're, they're both in, together. Yeah. So, so if one of them said no, one person saying yes and one person saying well, no then, means no.
1: I, well, obviously, a discussion I have to ensue about what was, what was acceptable to both of them. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to, you know, force... Myself on either of them. <laughs> no. I want. They're both in a great, It's got to be consensual.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> good to know. Uh, and while uh, talking of uh, dicks, uh, the uh, you were quite outspoken about Jeremy Clarkson, which was. Uh,
1: Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: which was quite a uh, good thing to say. This was on his previous to last Oh, uh, uh, yeah, no, he's only had,
1: they all had a go at Mexicans. Well, see, what annoyed me about it was... The, the, what's doubly annoying about it was... You know, I've, done, I've been on the show three times, and even though I've, I've done lots and lots of work over the last 25 years, if I'm in America somewhere, or somewhere where I think or I might be recognised for something other than Alan Partridge, people come up to me and say... Uh, hey, you doing any more Top Gear? <laughs> and I'm, and that's all they know me from is Top right. Gear. But and I say, I say, well, um, I don't think they're going to invite me back because I, I attack them for being for being racist. And they go, they're funny guys, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they are sometimes. But I I I actually said, you know, I, I attacked the for because I thought they were being racist about something. Yeah, they're pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but I just think they're a bit racist. That's all. <laughs> yeah, but those guys are pretty funny, right? <laughs> um, but. um yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, I did. I. I. I, I well, the thing was, it, it's just. It, I wouldn't mind, but it, it's it's just rubbish comedy. Yeah. That they do, and people, and, and what annoyed me was, it. Because sometimes you think, well, there's no point in saying anything about all this, and, and. But then, what annoyed me was they. They said, well, it's just people who've got no sense of humour that don't that think it's offensive. And I thought. So I said, you know, would they have said the th- same thing if it had been. Jews or Pakistanis. Yeah. And because there's no big wave of Mexicans in Britain, they thought they could do it with impunity. It's it's like sort of cowardly racism. Did you
0: choose the word wave there on purpose? Yeah, because (laughs) of (laughs)
1: Mexico. Oh, no. You've discovered I'm a secret racist. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, So, anyway, they. (laughs) <laughs> they, they didn't, but that works. It yeah. works. The yeah. wave thing. Um, it does. What well, do you know? It nice. works. Um, so, so yeah, no. So I, I had to go because I said, "Well, it stops." You know, I, I said, "Well," and they all think I'm funny when I'm Alan Partridge. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I, uh, so I thought, well, I'll, if I say I don't think you're funny, then they can't turn around and go, well, "You, you don't know anything about comedy." And they, went, they sort of went, "Oh." Well, blah. So, um. It yeah, didn't so stop
0: them though, did it? Because they've carried on with this. I know, I antics. know. It's like, well, look,
1: you know, it's uh, billions of people think they're funny, but you know, so I just go, one small person going, no, you're not. <laughs> well, that's not all it is, really, isn't it? But, um, but, uh, they didn't ask me back
0: no. on the show. No. But it's the because you like driving cars. Yeah, uh, I do like driving cars. But so I, it's the same kind of person as that. Does that worry well, you? I You're in the it does diagram. worry me because
1: I'm a, bit, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit torn about it because I, I'm embarrassed about the fact that, that I like cars. It's a bit of an affliction. I sort of, on the one hand, uh, because, and also, I, I, even though I, I like cars, uh, everybody else who likes cars I think is a dick. Because <laughs> <laughs> they mostly are dicks. And. and um, and when I buy a car magazine, I sort of, like... I sort of hide it inside a porn magazine. <laughs> I'm too embarrassed about it, you know. And if I'm on the, 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 the train, um, yeah. I sort of... I, I'll sort of read it on my lap under the table because I feel like... I don't Because I, I think it's a bit sad.
0: Yeah. But you do, you, do you take the train... You're taking the train home tonight like a normal person would?
1: Yeah, I do. I, 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 well, I, I said to you earlier, I was... Uh, I get the, and If I go into the office, I do get the tube two stops. But, um... Uh, I was t- I, w- I was going home back to Brighton one night on on the tra- uh, getting off the tube and going across Victoria to get on the train and and this woman came up to me and said I love that you use public transport <laughs> and I said good tell tell people <laughs> 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 tell do people recognise
0: you much and in- do- is it is it in real life are you um sorry you're getting dripped on here as well this Mine? happened last week we should have really sorted it out there's a it's kind is of it of actually literally drip. dripping them? I can't yeah, there's some, some it. kind of awful uh, yeah. cholera-ridden Ebola that's, that's, virus. <laughs> okay,
1: just adds um, an extra
0: frisson to the... To the. Um, it's only on your side. It that's fun. fine.
1: That's fine. So, um, what was the question?
0: Do people recognise you? Because um, obviously, like, you, you don't look.
1: Exa- I mean, you look a bit like. Well, I'm just as a teacher tonight. You are um, <laughs> for fun. For fun. Um, uh, uh, I, d- I, d- I do, and I, d- I do, and I don't. I mean, you sort of, you know, if you um, thing is, if you. Um, so what you do is you avoid eye contacts and keep moving yeah um, but uh and also, <clears throat> if I can spot my demographic like sort of men aged between twenty and thirty five right twenty and forty. Tell me, you know. Uh, or, or, or if, uh, then I try and look the other way as I right. walk past them. But Is it it's sort
0: of the, th- those? It's like those yeah, guys yeah, there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that, that, those sorts of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I look the other way, but I, I do get recognised, and and uh, I just t- t- don't make a fuss. But people do. Well, it's sometimes, a, sometimes I play a game where people, when they want to recognise you, they want to check that it's you. They sort of do a big, they do, they walk around you in a big loop, and then they, they walk <laughs> past you and sort of walk, walk, walk past you, and they sort of look up and go. <laughs> uh, and what I what I do is if I've got a newspaper or something as they try to walk around I just casually turn the other way <laughs> so they go oh he's looking the other way now I can't quite choose and then they go around again as they go around big circle and I casually turn my back on the other just for my own amusement so yeah that's,
0: very good.
1: that's what I do
0: good uh, there, there's a bit we do uh, quite regularly which is I look at this have you heard of the um, the The website, uh, Britcom Confession, Dirty Britcom Confessions, in which uh, (laughs) comedy fans can go online. (laughs) Uh, and <laughs> I think you'll like it, Steve. <laughs> I think you will really enjoy it. Uh, and uh, post their fantasies about British comedians.
1: Oh, I think. Uh, go on. Yeah. Uh, and so,
0: those. but they're quite—they're generally quite uh, weird and sort of witty. They're not generally yeah. filthy. And yours okay. are. Yours are. I thought they'd be filthier than they are. Hmm. Uh, but here's uh, some of the things people have said about you on Britcom Confessions. Alan Partridge's voice is the key to orgasm.
1: <laughs> Which, if that's true, that's uh, that's. To well, all yeah. orgasms. <laughs> well, look, it's not that. But some people like people to shit on them, so that's quite, <laughs> that's quite, quite mild.
0: But that makes it sound like nobody can have an orgasm without you coming in and going, aha! And... Yeah,
1: it is strange. It's a strange you know?
0: thing to say. Um, this is someone... I think there's someone else that did a santa base one. I think it's the same. From the font, I think it's the same person, whoever the other week was. Dear Santa, I just want Steve Coogan with a ribbon around his penis. Would you be prepared to... <laughs> Do that
1: um, if, it, uh, if it if it if it a direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it would hold like a sort of a, like a festive
0: cockpit. <coughs> yeah, it could hold it. If you get erect and then round the then, base then, and then sort of haul it like a sort of pulley system, <laughs> yeah, that will work. Too. Good, do okay. Um, this one's quite rude. Uh, I admire Rowan Atkinson too much to have any dirty thoughts about him. <laughs> 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 so I'll just settle for him just to watch Steve Coogan banging me would you be I, well that's
1: quite nice it's would you be like okay with that
0: Be that also I, 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 wouldn't you I, be I, thinking well she doesn't respect more well, she or he does not respect me enough to not want me to bang them. well
1: I'd rather be banging her with Rowan Atkinson watches than, <laughs> than Rowan Atkinson fucking her me watching them yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that Rowan
0: Atkinson has the comedic respect in that as long uh, as he was menager. watching it
1: he wasn't in my eye line <laughs> do you know what I mean? if he was behind my shoulder but I don't yeah. want to be making eye contact yeah. with him like He's got quite
0: a naturally funny face. I think it might put you off. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's it not erotic, is it?
1: Mm. <laughs> oh, hello. Have <laughs> you caveat? Uh, and
0: I thought this one was a non but I think it makes uh, sense. I want to go to Bolton Abbey with Steve Coogan,
1: which uh, I think is a That sounds like a metaphor. It does. It? Yeah. It's not. She literally means Bolton Abbey, which isn't in Bolton. Oh, is it not? No, it's like, it's in the north. Uh, but it's—it's uh, it's a. Is lovely it like there's a Leeds Castle in the south southeast? It's like that. Uh, um, Leeds. There's, well, there's a Leeds Castle that's not in Leeds. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. there's a, there's a long tradition of place of, of <laughs> old buildings with place names that's not where they are. <laughs> and so, is this somewhere you went on the trip? It is somewhere we went yeah. on the trip in the, in the first. Did uh, you do
0: anything any very sexy there with Rob Brighton Not really, no, no, come on.
1: I mean, you know, no, I don't know. That's below the belt. That's sick. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it was um, no, it was very nice, very nice. Uh, yeah. Lots of uh, it's funny, isn't it? There's not because of course Henry VIII sort of destroyed all the abbeys, yeah, didn't he? With the he did. Uh, huge act of vandalism by uh, Henry VIII. But, but they, the you know,
0: they look nice now.
1: But they do. That's the, the strange thing. Is actually they're, they're rather romantic as sort of those ruins. Yeah. Yeah. I think lots of buildings should be slightly half demolished, <laughs> yeah. so that moss grow on them and stuff.
0: Um. And basically, with Rob riding the trip from—I haven't seen all of it, but what I can understand—it's sort of like this podcast, but you do it on the Amalfi Coast and stuff. That is sort of like two blokes dicking around. Yeah, we could do—we can do an impression off I've got, I've got some impressions. Go on. So uh,
1: <laughs>
0: i uh, don't know what your Tam dial's di- like. Can you any, can you do Tam Dial
1: The uh, um, oh boy, oh I'm angry about something. So.
0: He's only—he oh, might be Welsh. I uh, know. It's this is it. No, he's not, oh. He's, that's what it is it's book. That's what it is. very good. That is that's Scottish. <laughs> um, that's actually all, that's the only one I can do. It's very good. Yeah, it's
1: very good. Yeah, he's uh... go on. I don't know what to say about uh, that. No. Uh, but but
0: I could be on instead of Rob Brydon, it could be you and me going and eating. It's not very meals.
1: complicated, yeah. to be honest with you. No, um, it's just it's just uh, we did one up north, uh, driving <laughs> around eating in restaurants, talking, and then we thought um, let's do one in Italy. Yeah, uh, driving around eating restaurants and talking. So
0: do you have to eat the same meal like eight times? for Yeah, TV? you do.
1: The hardest thing is when you sort of serve up the same meal, and you have to. The hardest bit of acting actually is when. They want to do one more shot of them putting the full meal down in front of you. And you, 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 you what two people, there's two kinds of eating. If you're acting, because we're sort yeah. of supposed to be acting, and the, the, we, we don't just, we, we try and act within a sort of framework of like, I'll say this, you say that, then I'll say this, and then we'll see what happens. But um, when, when you, um, when you eat with food, I think actors in films do two things they either push the food around the plate yeah. so they don't have to eat it, or they really eat it aggressively <laughs> to say, Look at me, I'm really eating this food. Right? <laughs> like, like gangsters and stuff do that, don't they? Like yeah. sopranos, they sort of eat the food, don't they? Like, <laughs> as they're talking. But <clears throat> we, we would eat it because it was just so tasty. And then, and then uh, of course, they keep serving it. And eventually, even though, however tasty it is, you get full. And the hardest acting is when they put the meal down in front of you. And it's a full meal and you're stuffed. And you have to go, mmm, that looks lovely. Because <laughs> <clears throat> you know when you they say you shouldn't go to the supermarket on an empty stomach because yeah. you, you buy loads of sh- shit. Uh, well, the reverse is true because I actually went shopping in uh, this bo- Booths, which is a lovely supermarket up north in mm, Cumbria. I know it. Yeah, and um, and uh, I had sausage and mash before I went shopping, yes. and, and the opposite is true. I didn't want to put anything in the basket. <laughs> it's true. So, oh God, no. So um, just interesting observation. I thought you could work that into one oh, of your routines. D- I it. it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well.
0: Funny enough, I gave uh, Steve an idea for... I mean, there are actually some ideas that might... In Alan Partridge, <coughs> there genuinely are. I think we've just them for But before the uh, podcast, it was raining and I walked in my shoes. Uh, Steve gave me some advice. You have to uh, be a monthly subscriber to find out what his advice was, though. Uh, but uh, my socks got really wet. So I put... As I was putting them in the... I realised there's a dryer backstage. So I was, as I was putting my socks in the dryer, Steve arrived from the backstage entrance, saw me putting socks in a dryer, which was quite embarrassing. And I said, you know, you could... Put this in one of your Alan Partridge scripts, couldn't you? A man put, and then you go then you go, yeah. You
1: go, sorry, I'm putting my socks in a dryer. You go, Yeah, it's all right. And then it went <laughs> And they went very quiet, didn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> a hush, descend, a hush <laughs> It did, because it.
0: then he's, it's embarrassing being caught putting socks in the dry. Yeah. Just, you know, knocking about. I
1: thought it was some new thing, like the, you know, the comic with bare feet.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I hadn't had bare feet. But actually, I thought, this is terrible. I've got really... This is just for you, the people here. I had really wet socks, so this is going to be terrible. i to have to do the show in wet socks. But now I've got really warm socks. It was the best thing that ever happened to me in my but life. <laughs>
1: Uh, I thought it was like, like, I've got a suit, so I'm a bit corporate, but yeah. I'm fucking it all up and being it, anarchic because I'm not exists. wearing shoes. So that's the, that's the anarchic bit of it. It's it is,
0: and it's as another reference to an earlier podcasts in the series. It's like Paul McCartney on the Abbey Road. Uh, he wears a suit and bare feet, and because he is dead, apparently. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, th- 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 there's two bits in Alan Partridge that are based on me and Stu that Peter Bainham, who we may should talk about, stole, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the one, the bit where <laughs> oh, someone yeah. comes up to you and says, Are you Alan Partridge? you've dropped your card, you dropped your credit card or whatever it is. That actually happened to me. It wasn't Alan, are you Alan Partridge, it was you Richard Herring. And I went, yeah. yeah. And I went, yeah, I am. And he went, there's, you've dropped your credit card. And Peter Paynham stole that from my life. Oh, right. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, he, he, might, he, might, he might have done that. He, yeah. is, he is a thief.
0: <laughs> he is a thief. And the other one is when Alan Partridge goes to the fan's house and it's full of effigies of him and, and posts on the wall, that essentially happened to Stuart Lee.
1: Really? Yeah. He went,
0: he went. Stuart Lee went to a gig. He got locked out of his bread and breakfast. There's a brilliant punchline to this as well. This uh, beyond the joke. There's about I've just remembered. I hope so. Uh,
1: well,
0: <laughs> 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 when I say punchline, I mean extra, <laughs> An extra bit. Uh, <laughs> he, and this uh, guy had been at the gig drove up and said, oh, "We'd come and we've got a spare bed in our house. Come and uh, come and uh, sleep there." So she said, "Fine." And then he got to the. House and they didn't have a spare bedroom. What they had is a mattress on the floor of the living room. Uh, the living room had p- posters of Stuart Lee's all of his shows really? up. Yeah, and the and the guys <laughs> flatmates were watching the porn version of Animal Farm in the lounge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Stu had to lie on this thing with posters of himself up on the wall uh, and years later it turned out the guy who'd invited Stu back to his flat was the DJ Christian O'Connell so uh, I told you it was a great punchline wow. to the wow who had posters of, and then Christian O'Connell who I've asked about this says we had posters of loads of comedians up it yeah. wasn't just Stu <laughs> That's quite scary. So that's you are, it, that's wouldn't more good, it
1: wouldn't have sounded as good if Stuart had said, "I stayed in this flat," and they had posters of many, many people, <laughs> some of which were me. <laughs> right? Right?
0: <laughs> there was no energy, but there we go. Cool. Uh, so uh, let's talk about uh, the uh, Leveson Inquiry because that was like all serious as well. That was very serious. It was, yeah. but that's so you had your phone hacked. Well, would uh, know, you know for sure you did, or do you? Just... Well, no,
1: I, I guessed. Yeah. I guessed that I did because I had. Uh, I looked at Glen Mulcair's notebook because the police <laughs> sent, uh, sent it to me because right. I, I asked them to, and uh, it had lots of phone numbers in it and uh, had the password to my phone account, right? Which is Ferrari, <laughs> um, <clears throat> which, which I changed uh, yeah. because I didn't want that getting out. <laughs> Please don't tell anyone. Um, yeah, so so, and uh, and, and I, I, uh, yeah, I went along to Leveson to... to Have you changed
0: uh, it to boobs, Steve? Is that what it is? Yeah, that what to, it, yeah
1: <laughs> to boobs. <laughs> it's an old-fashioned word. Like, not tits, that would be too rude. <laughs> boobs. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I did the Leveson thing. It was very funny because what they do is when they ask you questions at Leveson, they try to um, sort of ca- catch you out a bit. Yeah. And uh, the, what they do is when a lawyer asks you a question they use the silence and hope that you'll fill the silence and then sort of say something slightly incriminating. So they'll say, I remember this uh, The guy who was doing sort of the cross-examination said, now you say that you saw a, you say that, um, uh, um, not Glamour Care, Paul McMullen, who was one of these sort of rather uh, um, (laughs) feral-like journalists, and he said, uh, you say uh, that he was photographing it outside your house. Uh, Yes, that's right. How do you know this? Uh, he told me. <laughs> he told you. Yes. I see. <laughs> and just turn the pages. You've got a to fill in. And then he said, "And uh, you say you saw someone rifling through your rubbish bins? Yes. How do you know this? I saw them. <laughs> you saw them. Yes. What you just saw them one evening." <laughs> It was the morning. (laughs) And then the other thing they did was he asked me about Piers he said you were interviewed by Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan says, I met Steve Coogan at one of these excruciatingly trendy London clubs. And I said, he chose the venue. (laughs) And and he got a big laugh like that. And he sort of went. (laughs) And I was like, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Give me another. (laughs)
0: yeah. <laughs> so uh, you've been through all of this and hacked off which you're in- involved with uh yeah, yeah. their new rules have come in yeah
1: for, yeah, for, yeah
0: for which is interesting because I write a, a weekly column a humorous weekly column for the Metro newspaper which is owned by the Daily Mail group which I didn't realise that before I started writing for it but <laughs> <laughs> now I know but because I wrote for them even though I don't write I just write stupid shit things that happened yeah. to me in my life yeah. um that I had to go in for a special uh, seminar about About it all, about the changes, and they were really the man from the Daily Mail who uh, took the seminar was really pissed off uh, yeah. with hacked off, and he's going, he's talking about you, all oh, hacked off?" No, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I was the probably only person in the room siding with you yeah. amongst all the Daily Mail. Was, oh, they've ch- they've changed everything. You've got, you've got to be careful, and you mustn't do this. So we now have to be double careful. We have to check everything that is true and stuff before yeah. we put <laughs> it. <laughs> 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 well, uh,
1: they did. They did. Well, the thing is, they don't want things like uh, they, they 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 sort of claim what they do is they do, try and say it was like we're anti-freedom of speech and all that of course um, uh, no we're not um, but so uh, they say that the the one thing they accuse us we want sort of you know uh, we are, and also the reason i got involved really was that it, it's slightly problematic because obviously if someone like me gets involved you go oh well you just got an axe to grind because they said nasty things about you and you go well no it's not that it's because actually you know i don't like sometimes the way these people behave and i think the people who get fucked over by them should have a proper system of redress right that's all just an effective system of, of redress um and so they ask uh, and, and that means the dowlers the McCanns, and all those other people christopher jeffries people that have all been abused and it, you just want a system of a fair system of redress but you know we we also want to protect public interest journalism we Want to enable it you know to make, to help public interest journalists yeah. and you know it, it it's just. It's Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss. Sometimes the, it's like David and Goliath. Sometimes the David is uh, the journalist. Sometimes the David is someone who's being screwed over by the by the uh, you know, by the by the press. And the one thing I've I've noticed is that all the people who scream about freedom of the press, uh, it the journalists who scream about freedom of the press. Uh, don't really say much about plurality. It doesn't bother them that their wages are being paid by Lord Rothermere or the Barclay Brothers, <laughs> if you write for the Telegraph, or all these people who, who own the newspapers. That threat to freedom of the press doesn't bother them because those threats to freedom of the press pay their wages. Yeah. So they only get upset about people who basically want to you know, want to complain about things that are said about them that aren't true. Yeah.
0: It's an, it is annoying. I, I wanted to put my hand out. It was quite, well, it's annoying for me because I had to go to quite a boring 40-minute... Seminar, <laughs> which you know. At the end, I just wanted to say. So, what you're saying is, as long as I just don't, should we just tell the truth from now? If we just, as long as we tell the truth, it will be okay. Yeah, it's
1: well, it's 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 funny, isn't it? Because there's um, and also, well, funnily enough, when I, when I appeared for Levison, I got sort of well, Hugh Grant got got attacked by by the Daily Mail the next day, and then I got attacked with it. And it's like we're constantly being attacked. But now it's sort of the kind. Of, once you, Paul Dacre, who, who edits the Daily Mail. Um, is whenever I have appeared on TV, we've invited him to come along. In fact, I think we invited him to come along tonight, didn't we, Richard? <laughs> but, uh, he always says no, because I always think of him as like the man in The Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain. You know, that's got a big, booming voice that's the Daily Mail. Yeah. Boom, you know, I'm the Daily Mail. But really, it's just this little man behind the curtain pulling <laughs> levers saying, pay no attention to the yeah. man behind the curtain. So when you think of him like that, he stops being scary. But, um, but I mean, th- there's lots of different... The thing, is, the thing about Rupert Murdoch is he just wants to make money and, 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 is, and, and wants his company to be able to make money unimpeded and write, and if that means writing nasty things, that's fine. If it, even if it means writing nice things, that's fine. As long as people buy newspapers, he's happy. He doesn't yeah. care about Paul Dacre uh, is different because he, he, he's not just about money. He definitely believes all the horrible, shitty crap that he writes in his newspaper. He, he really <laughs> does believe it. Yeah. And... Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't like bad language. I don't like talking about people in a disparaging way. But P- Paul Dacre is a cunt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um... I want to... I'll try and intrude a bit on your uh, personal life now. You, um... Often, when actors uh, work together in uh, films, as uh, like romance and you know stuff goes on. So I wondered in Filamina, 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 as I call it. Yeah. Did you, um, did you and Judy Dench get off with each other during the filming
1: of that? Was there anything? Was there anything going on? I Think I might have again. Yeah. I don't like to talk. Um, <laughs> I, look, no, nothing, nothing like that happened. I mean, she gave me one hand job <laughs> and so, um, in the, uh, yeah. In, in, in the car it's boring
0: though isn't it, but it, feel, it people think acting is an interesting job there's a lot of sitting around doing nothing and you, so you have, they have to film the
1: I, I actually, it actually was um, all that I did, in between all the takes all she wanted me to do was do impersonations of Jimmy Savile <laughs> <laughs> and she said don't tell anyone I like you to she said don't tell anyone I like you to do impersonations of Jimmy Savile please and I go <laughs> <laughs> and I <I'd> go so <laughs> <laughs> It's I've a got wish- a skeleton key to Stoke Mandeville Hospital.
0: It's a good job you move. You know, you you have more arrows to your bow, <laughs> strings to your bow, isn't it? Because like most of the, I mean, Frank Spencer's the only one we can you can still do that isn't, isn't uh, that, in that so no, far. Oh no, so no, it's
1: funny. All the people I used to impersonate have yeah. all been arrested. because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it it makes I used, me wonder a... if you were doing it and then. Uh, <laughs> Is um, I filming that? You mean when I bring up girls and do deep breathing when I go? <laughs> Can you tell what it is? Yeah. Um, um. It's my penis. That's in case you didn't get that joke. I know, I know, I know. There's a lot of. Uh, uh, who else is there? Yeah. I mean, there's the, the. Yeah. There's lot lots of. Um, but I mean, remember the uh, when. Um, uh, Bill Roach. Yeah. Was a, but the the defendants and that guy's kept calling him Ken Barlow in court. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Ken Barlow came up to me, like, touched me bum in the lift.
0: <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> time for another emergency question. I might go old school. <clears throat> uh, have you ever tried to suck your own cock? Um. Uh, uh, um <laughs> And did people cheer, as you did?
1: It's funny, I've got two dogs, and they clearly can. Yeah. So, they're on, not mine. Um, uh, you were going to jump on that, weren't you? You were like... That's the headline that's, in the Daily yeah, Mail tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. That's sorted. Yeah. No, they'll say, Cougan Coug- 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 has dogs suck his cock, in inverted commas. Like, just a quote. Right. Yeah. Um... Uh, no, I don't. By the way, just for the record, <laughs> um, hardly ever. Uh, but um, there's the but, danger of biting with the dog as Exactly. Well, yeah, to, exactly. It's not. Worth, I imagine it's not worth the it's not, it's not worth having to make something up at A and E. You know. <laughs> um, I fell on my dog's mouth. You know. <laughs> um, no, uh, there's. Um, uh, but uh, no, when I think no, I think the the idea occurs to you when you're younger yeah. that that might be you know worthwhile, but. It's just not possible. It's. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. have... Try- I mean, I, 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 have I tried? I probably did bend over once when I was yeah. about forty, and thought this is this is not going to happen. But um, it is. But po- dogs, some people can dogs, do it. it. Is possible? D- dogs do. I mean, there's that old uh, Mike Harding joke, isn't <laughs> yeah. there? About uh, um, I'm. Just, I'm deliberately stealing his material here. In case it, <laughs> where he said uh, he was at his girlfriend's house, and the dog was licking its own balls, and um, he said. Um, it was a bit embarrassing because he was with his girlfriend and they were all staring at the dog licking its own balls and he tried to break the ice by saying well I wish I could do that <laughs> and uh, his girlfriend's mother said give him a chocky bicky I might let you <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are quoted as saying I'm not Mother Teresa but I'm not Frank Both either <laughs> what other people aren't
1: you? <laughs> There's the, a the, 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 the series of slightly faded 1970s sports presenters that I'm also not. Yeah.
0: You're not loads of people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: just chose to randomly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. And have you seen The Wolf of Wall Street, the film, the movie The Wolf yeah, of Wall Street? Yeah, I have, yeah. Does that, because I imagine, if you. Have you uh... <sighs> what, have I, have I have I done bad things? <clears throat> have you, I imagine, you know, did you look at that and go, yeah. I actually, also, I was like, I've thrown a dwarf at a dartboard. I've made you know, a woman shave I her head for ten thousand dollars, and
1: I've no, I've never made a woman shave her head. You know, I have done cocaine, and I'm not very proud of that. <laughs> Feel the silence, <laughs> um, but 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 you know, and, and I don't anymore, and, I'm, and I don't drink or anything now. But um, yes, I had an excessive time. But I actually two things. One, I think the Wolf of Wall Street is fucking rubbish. Yeah, that is the main <laughs> problem. That's the main problem. It's over but long. It's so long. It's like, it says at the end. He, you know, um, he got out of prison and he's still doing. He's still being a bastard. Yeah, and yeah. I, like, I don't want him to go to prison. I want him to stay there forever. Well, nobody really gets
0: any. A couple of them die, but are not off it's the bottom screen. But none just, of them get any repercussions. He just, goes to a
1: cushy prison. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about anyone. This film's too long. It's just a load of rubbish.
0: And there's a bit where the policeman who caught him is sitting on the tube. You're and and supposed going, to think
1: that. You're supposed to think that. Look at him. That policeman is really moral. He gets the tube every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. I just hated it, hated it. Yeah. Um, but as regards some of the things that occurred in it, um, you know, I'm not Mother Teresa. <laughs> but then again, I'm not Frank Boff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Frank Boff. <laughs> I could, at the time I came up with a joke, for, most people don't know who he is. Mm. Uh, but No one ever laughed at this joke, but I'll do it now and hopefully we will get to laugh. 25 years later, too many cokes spoil the boff. Come on! <laughs>
1: That's good though. That. Hey, it's good. a
0: fucking good job. thank you.
1: That's tell why you went to that posh university.
0: <laughs> no one liked it at the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so um I'll, let's do, I'll do another emergency question I want to know about um let so no, wh- this this is a good one. Where do you get your crazy ideas from?
1: <laughs> 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 um, from inside my head oh, okay <laughs> no um. From uh does it, it was someone said you just say yeah, from some woman who lives in Southport. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: um, is, do you really want to know the answer to that no. question? No, <laughs> Fuck for that.
0: <laughs> were you? Ever, I was very rude uh, to both Ted Rogers and Don Estelle when I was a teenager hmm. when I saw them in real life. Would you? Were you ever rude to a
1: celebrity when you were when you no, were a child? Or no, see, you I don't. Adult. See, I don't like being. I don't think you should. Bully people who are defenceless. And and I would put Ted Rogers and Donna <laughs> in that camp, especially as they're dead. Um, but um, I would... Um, uh, no, I think you should uh, take the piss out of people who are empowered and think they're it. Uh, like the Top Gear presenters, for yes. example. So people, who, just people who've got a bit too cocky and confident, they're the people you should... And people who've got money and power, you should take the piss out of them. You shouldn't take the piss out of... Um, blind beggars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a very rude way to talk about Don Estelle. He was, short, he was short-sighted for sure. But, uh, he's, but he's, he sold his tapes in Woolworths, a good and honest man. So, well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Alan Partridge, the hmm. migration. And um, the thing i made up. Uh, you seem to have uh, had a because the difficult thing about creating such a massive hit uh, is that you, know, you feel like you want to escape it and do other things mm. and you f- it felt like you wanted to do that for a while but you seem, there's a renaissance of it and you don't seem to be uh, have that worry about it anymore. Well, I
1: mean, the, the more... Uh, the, the more uh, the, yes, the answer to the question is, is it is a bit of an albatross but it's, like, it's, a, it's a, what they call a high-class problem. You know, When I was at school I wanted to do a character like John Cleese and be like the, do something like Forty Tales. It wouldn't be great to do a really funny character that everyone thinks is really funny. And I did that, Alan yeah. Partridge, with your help, thanks. And um, but but, <laughs> but, but, but uh, then you sort of think, well, then when you've done it, you think, well, what do I do now? And uh, the thing is, even though it was successful, I didn't. It still feels like um, I still like it. I still yeah. like, even though it stops people considering me for other things sometimes, or it did. Uh, it was, it was, uh, I still like the cat. So when I wasn't doing it, I would still be walking around, you know, slightly, in a slightly mad way, looking at shop windows, thinking. <laughs> wonder what Alan would think of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, and, and and I thought, oh, 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 I want to, I want to do some more, you know. Yeah. And also, when you write him, you get sick of him. When I wrote with Amanda, you get, you get, it's like literally being in a room with Alan Partridge for months it's so not, not in the end it stops being nice it's not yeah. funny anymore it's just like the, in the room with a dick and then eventually you think well I don't want to do it and then when of course you, you go away you think oh I quite miss him he, he was a bit of a dick but he was quite funny and so you, then you come back to him but what happened was I got lumbered with him so I wanted to do uh, so it was I wanted to do something different but not but not get rid of Alan and the more I did a few different things over the years with varying degrees of success um, probably the most satisfying thing I did was work with Michael Winterbottom and I did a few films with him yeah. and that sort of kept me, stopped me going a bit mad and turned, literally turning into Alan. <laughs> um, uh, but then, and, so, and, and now, since I did uh, Philomena, uh, which I did before um, Alan partridge when, when I did that, before the film, before the Alan partridge film, I did yeah. Philomena and, and since that's been successful, it's opened other doors for me to do dramas now, dramas that have got a bit of comedy in them and, uh, and, and, Things that uh, things that move people and touch people, not like Groff Harris touch people, um, uh, but touch people on an emotional level. He sometimes
0: did that as well.
1: What? Sometimes did that as, as well. well. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you touch them on an emotional level. You get to touch them yeah. physically. Yeah. Um, but um, I find, um, but uh, just check their birth certificate. Yeah, just check the birth certificate. Um, I do, I do. <laughs> I won't take a photocopy. Um, um, but, um, Yes, yeah, so, so um, anyway, I think now, but when you do the, it's more li- I'm more likely to go back to Alan. When I'm, I'm successful at other things, I'm more likely to actually do more yeah. Alan, if you like, you know what I mean?
0: But the recent stuff as well, even though the early stuff was obviously fantastic, the bits I wrote especially, the recent bits, <laughs> <laughs> the re- I mean, I think the autobiography, which I read and listened to on the audio and the yeah. audio version of it, yeah. I don't think I, that's made me laugh more than anything else, I think, that you've done with Alan Partridge. is just, it's, it's very, so very
1: dense with laughter. It is, yeah. it was, I'm really pleased with that because when you get offered to do a book, you know what happens is one thing that motivates you to make sure it's funny. Well, first of all, Rob and Neil Gibbons—I always say the Gibbons write the material. People think I'm talking about monkeys. Of course, <laughs> I'm not. I call Rob and Neil Gibbons their brothers, and they write—they're the sort of chief writers now in Partridge, and they're yeah. really great. And the, when we got the book, I didn't want to do that thing. You know, you get sometimes you think they get a book, you get a book deal, and it's a way of making quick money, and yeah. it can be cynical. And also, I always imagine sometimes that there's loads of people, like, well, um, sort of rubbing their hands together in this country especially, there's lots of people who love what you do. There's also a few people who dance together going, oh, I hope it's shit. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and it's always nice to disappoint those people. Yes. Um, so, um... So, so we, uh, we just made sure it was really, really uh, funny. And also made, made, the, made it seem really real. The problem is when you write comedy about characters that's been around for a long time, a lot of internet nerds will say, Oh, you got that wrong. You said in 1992 that he shopped at Woolworths and then he's saying he used to jump an Asda. And, <laughs> and so what you have to do is, you have to, we had a researcher who made sure, go back through all the, yeah. the, the things to make sure it was all you know, all stacked up. But yeah. it was... Um,
0: but I suppose it's kind of, as well, when, when you were first doing it, you were like in your mid-twenties, and so yeah. it was, and now we're, uh, you're an older man and a, a middle-aged man, and that's yeah. more... It's
1: more... Do you know, when I was
0: younger, like
1: when, when I used to do gigs with you in, at universities and stay in halls of accommodation, I seem to remember, um, we, we, uh, I, I, I started doing characters... Um, not, I was doing impersonations then, and, and uh, a bit after that I started doing characters. But all the characters I did um I, you know i did like paul and pauline Carf and some this uh, safety officer guy and and uh, they were all really middle-aged people and i remember thinking when i was younger thinking well i can't wait to be middle-aged <laughs> because then i'll be able to do they'll look realistic and rather, rather than you know you see rather than it's sort of and i look at my body now when i was 26 with my hair combed over and a moustache i'm going oh yeah i'm middle it's sort of a bit it's a bit <laughs> rubbish so sort of.
0: Well, and also, I think there's a, there's more tragedy here when you re- when you're 25. You don't re- you know you can look at older people and go ah idiots. Yeah, yeah. But when you are sort of in your late 40s or whatever, you 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 understand your own tragedy. Well, better.
1: what is it sort of hap- in in a way that you're right there. But what what's happened with Alan is. Alan was someone we used to laugh at, go, ha, 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 he's really funny, let's all take the piss out of him. And then as the years have gone on, and I've become closer to him, yeah. and sort of merged a, a bit in, half into him, like I sort of, like the fly, when you are in the pod. Sort of half of me is Alan Partridge. And so, and you start to become defensive, and sort of think, well, actually, I, I, I don't want to laugh at him, or, or I want to, and so a lot of the, the humour is sort of, um, we make, we're a bit more compassionate about Alan uh, yeah. now than we were 20 years ago. So we're trying to sort of, um, feel sorry. people feel a bit of sympathy for him now. Whereas years ago, they just laugh at him. Now they go, "Oh dear, oh Alan." <laughs> you know. So, and that's kind of because it's sort of a bit more. It's probably become a bit more like me. And, and also, when you're middle-aged, it you sort of. It's part of the catharsis. You sort of laugh at yourself. And things I, Alan says are sometimes things I think secretly. Yeah. Yeah. But, don't, but then oh, you, oh, you can't say that. <laughs> so I'll say it as Alan. <laughs> And it's quite enjoyable. like what
0: Steve, what are the things that you <laughs> um, i, I 'll leave that for people to... because <laughs> he says so. some awful things so i 'll just assume it 's the most yeah. awful yeah. ones yeah. is what you actually, It is unless you point them out uh, and because well, we 're doing these characters it 's very I, I, when I knew you when you were younger, I thought it was it was very difficult to get to the heart of you as a person, and I, a lot of character actors I think you are mm. very much you, you know you 're sort of the peter sellers of our. Generation, which is like a massive compliment in lots of ways, but yeah, also yeah, there was a. I'm, uh, so I'm
1: not. I don't. I'm not nasty to my kids. No, or, that's good.
0: Or, or indeed a cunt. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> but he was also. He was, he, was a, he was a bit of an enigma as a, a person, as a human being. you know what yeah, I mean, because but, of well, all the ca- yeah. because of the character. Well, I didn't.
1: I didn't know quite who I, early on. I didn't really. Um, I suppose I didn't really have much of a personality. I just liked to do funny voices. Yeah, I mean, didn't really have any opinions or anything. I just <laughs> like doing funny voices. I'd never had a proper job, and uh, and I like to do. Uh, you know hide behind characters and uh, uh, but you know as as the years have gone on I've developed a personality
0: (laughs) 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 I find it so fascinating with the with the different levels of success that people have in their careers and some deservedly so and some undeservedly so and also a lot of people in this business can become very uh, focused on on the job and not on their Home life and whatever. So yeah. do you th- have you, it, you've obviously got a, you've got a daughter and
1: yeah, I've got a daughter, so and a girlfriend, two dogs, and, two dogs uh, who lick their own cocks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cocks. Um, and uh, uh, it, the thing is, it, it's yeah. It, I do have a kind of I do not I don't. I don't. What I don't do um, is I don't hang around with celebrities. Yeah, I really don't do that, and I sort of. A lot of people do, and I understand why some people do because they think well. They, you know, they, 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 they understand what it's like to be famous. I, I, I don't do that because I, don't, I just don't feel comfortable doing I that. I don't
0: really. think it is that, though, either. I don't think that's why they do it. Why do you think I they think they, do, they it? do it because it's like it, it's an affirmation thing. It's like, yeah, yeah look well, I see, I, No one liked me at school, but look at me now with Robbie Williams. I
1: don't I feel slightly uncomfortable about it. I, get yeah. invita- I mean, it's of like an invitation. I remember an invitation to Elton John's birthday party once. I thought. Why, why is he inviting me to his birthday party?
0: <laughs> yeah, I? well it is, but that is I mean, that is odd. It's odd to invite. You know, you wouldn't do it as a, you wouldn't do it as a, a regular person. You wouldn't invite just a regular. You know, there's yeah. another builder in another town. Yeah. I better
1: invite invite to my birthday. I know it's 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 very odd. So I don't. So I do. I do try and do. You know, um, I try, try and just do my own. I mean, you know, yeah. I do get. I do get the train into London. Go to the office every day when I'm writing, and then. And you know, I'm not I'm not saying I'm a you know, horny handed son of toil, but I uh, just try I think it's it's uh you know, Are you impor- a, would
0: you say you are a ham handed uh, son of toil? <laughs> a a, a, a ham fisted <laughs> daughter of
1: uh, something. Yeah. Um yeah, so so it's important to have a life and yeah. not be not be uh, you
0: know. And are you are you happy in yourself, Steve?
1: I'm a lot happier yeah. than I was, uh because I'm doing really well.
0: You are doing very well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that helps. It does. Um, um, I imagine it yeah. does. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, come on! No, <laughs> don't say that. Um, yeah, no. have you
0: got it, your own podcast in a 400-seater theatre that fills up some weeks and not other weeks? <laughs> <laughs> kind of inexplicably.
1: <laughs> um, um, no. <laughs> but, uh, but but uh, yeah, it's. Um, well, I forgot the question now.
0: No, uh, that wasn't what. that man. We can rewind and listen to it later and go. Okay. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, so, and what are you? So you're doing quite. You're doing a lot more writing at the just at the moment. You're doing some writing and I'm, I'm
1: writing. I'm trying to write uh, films, some more films, yeah, and produce films, get some other people to write them, yeah. So I don't have to, and uh, and a bit of acting um, in some things that I haven't written. Just try to mix it up a bit. Try and yeah. try and uh, you know try and, try and do it different. But it's, I'm very happy because I'm doing what I wanted to do, which is is I love comedy, but I'm more interested in using comedy to make people think think about things, yeah. uh, rather than just laugh. Um, uh, laughing is good, but if you laugh and think at the same time, yeah. it's better.
0: I, I, I agree with that, <laughs> uh, but you and I think you're sort of moving because this seems to would ha- seem to happen a, a decade ago to a lot of uh, someone would be successful in the UK and then they go to America and they do kind of much broader comedy. Well, I saw something did that for do. a bit and it was yeah. a
1: mistake. It was a, ter- I did I did the, you know I, I was in I think all the other guys and I I'm, and and I played you know wheel number five and you sort of and you know other it, it's. And I had an agent who said, you need to be in a comedy with Vince Vaughn. And uh, <laughs> and I, I just, I, I fired him because it's, it's, I just realised I'd actually, I was sort of doing what I hated yeah. because other people... Told me. When, I did, when I did Philomena, I spotted a story in the newspaper and I thought, well, that'd be like a really interesting film. And the first time I did something where I ignored the advice, you yeah. get. I just did my own thing. And I thought, well, from now on, I'm going to just do what I think I want to do. And also, if you do what you... Believe in, and you fail, then you've still got a bit of dignity. If you sell your soul and still fail, then you're really fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know. There's a lot you get lots of money and stuff, though, aren't? Sure. Uh not if you fail. No. <laughs> uh, no. No money or self-respect. I mean, you know, I've got a lot of uh, self-respect. It's for my self-respect is for sale, <laughs> yes. but it's very, very <laughs> high, <laughs> high price. <laughs> yeah.
0: And did, so, did you feel that putting Jackie Chan in Around the World in 80 Days was? Uh, was a, well, obviously that was, the time. That,
1: well, obviously, you know, I'd done, I'd done uh, Michael Winterbottom films to, to please people, but yeah. then I had to satisfy my own <laughs> muse. So I thought working with Jackie Chan um, would really stretch myself and yeah. would be, you know... Because uh, I think people have to suffer for their art.
0: Because I read that book and I thought, it needs more kind of martial arts and stuff, in it? Yeah. That's why <laughs> It's all, all very well someone, going around the world in eighty days, but where's the fighting?
1: He had someone on. He, he had someone on set who peeled grapes for him. <laughs> A woman's job is to peel grapes for him because I he thought was it was terrible. And then I tasted himself. them, yeah. like, and thought, well, that's really nice."
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you think the person who peels his grapes goes home and thinks, I've, "I have self-respect"? <laughs> yeah, I'm Jackie Chan's grape peeler. That's yeah. my role in life.
1: Well, probably not. No. <laughs> it's an interesting,
0: interesting, interesting job to have. Uh, okay, well, well, we're near it at the end because I don't—I'm uh, conscious of you, you know, having to get trains.
1: I am. I've got to go I, back th- to it's Brighton. He's going
0: on a train. You could, if you go and stand in the station, you can get him. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, By you're, which you're, I mean, go aha, and I don't like kill him.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, if, you get, we'll get, if you get
1: the train to Brighton, I'll be getting on it, yeah. and uh, you know, I'll, I'll say hello, and then yeah. you'll go and sit in standard, and I'll go and sit in first class. <laughs> because <laughs> you know, the like to mix with real people have you ever bumped into, brokers, have you like ever that.
0: bumped into Nick Cave at Brighton Station
1: I've bumped into Nick Cave a lot on the train yeah yeah, because
0: yeah. yeah. no, I did. I sat it's next funny. to him in uh, yeah. Brighton Station
1: it, yeah it's funny. it's funny you do actually I tell you once I bumped into Chris Eubank uh, on the first last oh, compartment yeah. and he went uh, he went forward he went you're quite, You're a very funny man, aren't you? <laughs> said, well, some people think so. Yes, I, I thought you were. I thought you were a comedian because of the way you were eating your sandwich. <laughs> I, said, well, I wasn't eating it in a funny way. <laughs> and he went, yes, yes, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm like, it's really odd. I bumped in. I bumped into
0: Tam Dalyell the other day, and he. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just made that up so he could do the impression That's Bush. <laughs> That's that, made that's up. That's
1: honestly the truth. So who else? Other famous people I've seen on train to Brighton. Yeah. Uh, Victor Spinetti, no longer with us. Oh yes. Uh, um, uh, um, Whitecliff oh, um, dover um, um, Vera Dover. Um saw her. Uh, Dora O'Brien. Okay. Dora, that's a busy
0: ghost? Is there a ghost train? You're <laughs> on from the, from the 1920s. It is. It actually
1: it goes all the way to the pier <laughs> and then goes like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> Anyone else?
0: Chris Eubank is Chris Eubank's an interesting uh, person because he's sort of he, I'd forgotten about him and then because he, mm. he's he's been he's dis- he was everywhere for a while when he was good at yeah. boxing.
1: Well, he did actually come up to me and say, "Do you think uh, <laughs> do you think I would be good at acting?" And I said, "Within your range, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, a, a boxer with a cane and a monocle definitely be first in line." You know.
0: He could play himself in the yeah. Chris Eubank story. He said he could never he was so masculine he could never produce a female child. That's what that's what I remember about him saying. Really? He said he would never have a daughter because he was too he was so masculine. Really? He didn't really understand genetics. Chris understand Eubank. Like, he, was no, no, at, no. he was good at he was good at boxing and he then did have a he did have a female <laughs> child. <laughs> but that's my favourite thing about Chris Eubank. Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask if you've ever seen a ghost, but we've uh, we've established that you have on the special Harry Potter train to Brighton. You get the celebrity. There's a different train that goes to Brighton. It's just the celebrity one. You have to go walk through the platform to get there. Uh, have you ever seen a Bigfoot in
1: real life? Um, no, 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 I haven't. No, I don't believe just... in, in, in that.
0: Well, it doesn't matter. You don't have to believe in it.
1: They so there, be, was episode, there. there was an episode of The Six Million Dollar Man yeah. that had Bigfoot in it. Do you That's remember right. that? I do, yeah. I think it was in two parts.
0: I think you're right, it was. <laughs> Have you right. ever seen a Six Million Dollar Man
1: in no. real life? No. Uh, probably, but you, but probably you know, haven't. bionics, I mean, yeah. are becoming, it's becoming real, isn't it? Yeah, they so Bigfoot might be uh, real. Oscar Pertorius, Pistorius, he's got yeah. the bendy the false legs.
0: Yeah, We're going now, let's do, the impre- let's do the impression of Oscar Pistorius. Shall I do I, one? I, I couldn't find my boy in the legs, my lady. <laughs> I can do an impression of Oscar Pistorius. Shall I do Oscar Pistorius? <laughs> this is my Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> That's him failing to
1: ask her if she's in the bathroom.
0: Uh, so... <laughs>
1: it's good that you can make comedy out of tragedy it, isn't is. it? Yeah.
0: it is how long is that trial going to go well I don't they understand what the Oscar Pistorius thing Right, they had the trial, they had a pre-trial they had the trial, he had to go away to hospital a bit because he was a bit tired, <sighs> mm. then they came back and then they said right yeah we've got the you're going to have to come back in a month and we'll tell you what the sentence is going to be and then I thought oh today with the sentence and then that was all day and more witnesses coming in how long is it going to go on for how are they going to eke this out Disgraceful. Just tell me what's happening, Oscar stories. I agree. Steve Coogan, tell me. You know, you not, you're all know. celebrities together. <laughs> 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 well, we're nearly at an end. I might, I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you go in a second. Uh, I feel like there was something else I should have talked to you about. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> you don't, you're not on Twitter.
1: No, I don't do... Well, I'm a bit scared yeah, because I think I'll say something that I'll, I'll lose my temper and say something and then have to, you know, apologise. Yeah,
0: it's all right. Don't, don't apologise. That's what I do. I
1: know, but then, that, then, then... What if you say something that was really mean and you actually yeah. want to apologise but you don't really want say to?
0: Say something meaner.
1: But if everyone was like that, we'd live in a horrible world, and wouldn't
0: that's we? That's what Twitter is at the moment. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> you'll eventually end up in... You'll end up in prison. People <laughs> see you go, oh... I thought they were a cunt, but they're just terribly sad people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <they're... laughs> uh, okay, look, I think we will. Uh, I've, I want to. Cu- want to end on a big question, and i You know, I can't. Can't think of one. It's kind of. Uh, it's a down. It's a downside on uh, being an interviewer. When you, if you uh, could, if your penis could travel in time, mm-hmm. but just your penis through a little hole like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where would you send your penis? Oh. It would still be attached to you. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not just going to go off and then your penis is flopping around on the floor somewhere like oh, okay. a fish so, that's just okay. come out of an ocean. Okay. It's going to be attached to you, okay. but then the, from the perspective of wherever it is in time, it's just like a floating so, or... But, a I, but I can
1: feel the sensations that happen to yeah. the penis.
0: Yeah, so you okay. could go
1: anywhere in time and do anything
0: you want. Uh, anything I wanted to. Yeah, uh, with the consent of the other person involved, But how you'd that, have to... But how would that be arranged? You'd pass a little <laughs> 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 You'd have to... Put a uh, write something on the, on the, end, pit the saying, end, "Can yeah. I have sex with you?" Yeah. And then she tapped it <laughs> yeah.
1: twice. It would be a Tap she, once. by the way. So I'm not gay. You wouldn't, it wouldn't know it. gay, well. It's like a
0: time traveling glory hole. Anything could be on the other side. There could be a dog on the other side of that. Well, there. no, no. But if I've got
1: choice, then you yeah. know, I'd, um, you know, I'd probably, you know, have sex with someone like Bridget Bardot in 1955. Okay.
0: She's still alive, isn't
1: she? I know. So I'll I still go back in time. Now. <laughs> no. What's wrong with Bridget Bardot now? She's too old. Wow.
0: There's nothing, the one, one thing worse than a paedophile is a gerontophile, Steve Coogan. <laughs> quite, you have to be, that's quite specific. A few dip, people get checking their dictionaries, are going to be laughing in about five minutes of that.
1: I'm like, I'm with Tony Curtis. I could never go out with anyone old enough to be my wife. Right. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry.
0: I would criticise you for it. But my wife is 13 years younger than I am, so I'm, <laughs> slightly, I'm slightly stuck on... I would go, yeah, that's you going out with young women just because you can. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's turned nasty at the end. But mainly... <laughs> we're getting on OK. It's just the audience yes. hate <laughs> Just the audience have turned anger, against us. Anger <laughs>
1: um
0: <clears throat> So, uh, are you going to bring back Tony Farino? Um. LAUGHTER
1: Oh God! That, do you know my, who my? you know? Interestingly enough, um, no, is the answer. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but when I was doing that, my okay. my A and R guy was Simon uh, Simon Cowell. Wow! He was the person who was uh, handling me.
0: Yes.
1: Um, it and the person who taught me to actually the person who taught me to, uh, to, to do the choreography for me was Bruno um, Bruno Stingione, the
0: Oh, from, from uh, strictly from
1: Strictly yeah, yeah. Uh, Come Dancing or whatever. And uh, he. Um, he he also taught me to walk like uh, Pauline Calf because he said he said to me I said you look you look like you you look great you look fantastic you look like but you walk like a bloke he said you have to you have to walk like this you know, and he, he did this sort of female walk up and down, wiggling his bum, and said, "And I practiced it, you know, practiced walking one foot in front of the other, and and, and one foot literally in front of the other, and sort of wiggling." He said, "Now, I said, I want you to walk in, all the things that I've taught you. I want you to walk up and down, but inside your head, I want you to think. I want you to say to yourself I want you to fuck me.'" <laughs> that was his. Uh, that was his uh, professional advice. <laughs>
0: What do you give him? Did he, did he get any percentage
1: of? I gave him fifty calf? pounds in he? cash. <laughs> he went he off came count. up with he went the off the count, invented, it. He
0: invented it. <laughs> he invented <laughs> falling calf. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, will you please give a massive round of applause to my guest, Steve Coogan? Hey. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, been listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me Richard Herring and my guest Steve Coogan the music was by Pest thanks to Orange Mark at the British Comedy Guide and the staff at the Leicester Square Theatre and to Chris Evans not that one not the one from the Avengers not the one who plays golf I expect it was produced by Ben Walker it's a fuzz go faster, and sky potato production Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. If you want to contribute, go to www.gofasterstripe.com slash badges, or you can buy a DVD from gofasterstripe.com. Just check out the sale that's on at the moment as well. I think it should still be running. There's lots of bargains in there. Or why not buy a ticket to come and see me on tour, com slash L-O-T-D-S slash tour. We'll give you all the dates of everywhere I'm coming in the new year. There's a few dates and I'm at the Leicester Square Theatre in the first week of December so why not book a ticket if you live in London to come and see me there. Uh, Thanks for listening. Please tell your friends about the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Now I must go. Goodbye.